0: If you can't make those times, you'll want to register anyway so you can get access to the session recordings. And now, on to the episode. Hey, fellow mathematicians! Welcome to the podcast where math is figure outable. I'm Pam. And I'm Kim. And we make the case that mathematizing is not about mimicking steps or rote memorizing facts, but it's about thinking reasoning about creating and using mental relationships. We take the strong stance that not only are algorithms not particularly helpful in teaching, but that mimicking algorithms actually keeps students from being the mathematicians they can be. We answer the question, if not
1: algorithms and step-by-step procedures, then what? So, we know that not everyone does, but you and I celebrate Christmas, right? And so, Uh part of that is small gift giving. Mm -hmm. And um, we also love time with family. And so, recently, you and I were talking about things that we could get our kids. And um, comparing notes. Yes. I think I shared with you then that I always buy new board games during Christmas time. Totally uh, cool. So that we have new games to play all through the year. So we thought that we would talk about some of our favorite math games. Ta-da! Math board games. Yes. Yeah, in, my,
0: in my extended family, we choose, There's I have eight siblings, there's a little known fact, and uh, so we choose between each other, we send uh, each other family gifts, and often we will get family games. There you go. And I always smile big when there's some kind of math involved. <laughs> But before we start, let's just kind of talk about some general things that we like about games. So what makes us smile? What makes you choose specific games that are in your cart right now on your computer? Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to start. One of the things is, uh, let me just suggest, if you're playing a game that has, in some way you have to move spaces, you have to like, uh, you roll dice, you pick a card, it has a, a number on it, like the game Sorry is an example. Choose a mm-hmm. card, it has a number, and then you have to move your game token, that number of spaces, or sometimes you split it between game tokens, you're trying to get them home, like whatever. Mm-hmm. That, that Those are great games to play, especially with young kids, that, that it's this all about this one-to-one kind of idea, that the number of pips on the die or the number on the card, that they have to move those number of spaces, that that could be a great thing for students to just like start to mess with, even before their great counters you could count with them. Don't take it over for them. Like, don't do right. it for them. Like, count with, uh, with your kids. Yeah. In fact, Kim, I'm remembering at one point you got all excited when your kids were playing Monopoly. Do I remember that? Oh,
1: yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> I had never really examined a Monopoly board uh, very closely. But I remember the one of the first times where we were playing Monopoly and my kids rolled like an eleven. And they picked up their shoe or wheelbarrow or whatever piece it was. And they instantly laid the piece on 11 spaces ahead. And I said, what in the world? How do you know? And one of my kids, I don't remember which one said, well, there's 10 on one side or maybe it's 12. (laughs) I think it's 10, 10 on one side. And so it's just 10 and one more. It's, it's going to be that far ahead. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. Like I've never even paid attention to the fact that the board has, that many i i i was dutifully counting
0: in <laughs> each one yeah 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 me too <laughs> me too so so parents adults we could do that with students we could start to notice patterns mm-hmm. we could say hey i wonder i wonder i, I could count all of these but uh, I wonder if there's some pattern on the board that can help yeah. me sort of skip ahead or kind of know where I'm going to land, and that could be something that we notice. Doesn't have to be a big teaching moment, but it could just be, you know, just something that you kind of do. Maybe you play around with it when you're moving, and, and, yeah. and just like you did with your kids, there, people are going to oh,
1: how How are you doing that? That you can you know have a conversation about. Yeah. It. That's cool. And some of our favorite like school math games have a lot of five and ten structure to them to help mm-hmm. nudge that. But I I would be willing to bet, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna look at some board games that we have that a lot of board games have that similar structure to them it may not be 5 and 10 but some some structure in in the sides too and let's say it doesn't could you count by twos right like
0: if you have to move 10 spaces cuz you count by twos uh, no matter what the the game board looks like even if there isn't right. a structure just to kind of get you know just play it uh, you're just trying to find patterns and kind of use them as you go it's one of the reasons why if I have to play one of those games that doesn't have strategy, because I want to talk about strategy in just a yes. minute. But if I'm playing a game without strategy, at least I, there's some number involved, which kind of keeps me at least somewhat engaged. engaged. For example, I don't like games like Candyland. They make me crazy. A, they're all just luck, right? There's Total no strategy luck. whatsoever. Oh my gosh. And it's mm-hmm. just color recognize- It's like color matching. And I'm like, ah, I'm not even count anyway. So Candyland would not be a favorite. Nope. Yeah. In yeah. fact little little known fact when i used to be forced to play with my daughter because that was like one of her favorite games and somebody gave it to us it was like who gave us this game anyway so we'd play Candyland. lane uh, at Candy um i would break the deck <laughs> <laughs> so bad i totally would break the deck so that we would end within a reasonable amount of time in fact when kim and i were brainstorming for this uh, podcast one of the things that both of us mentioned is
1: we would prefer a short-ish game yes like, kim I, how long yes what's your, yeah. what's your time I- limit I've got about 15 to 20 minutes in me. Like I, I'm not <laughs> interested in, and and this is tough because there are some really good games that fit other criteria that are just so long, so long. Like, like my, one of my sons loves the game risk. Oh, I don't, I don't know if you know risk, but it, <laughs> know. It's, involved. Risk. it's involved. It's a it's days long days. game. Mm-hmm. It's so long.
0: Yeah. yeah so yeah, I I can't, when my kids 15, start playing 20. risk. Yeah. When my kids start playing risk, I walk out and I'm like, have fun. so y'all if you like long games go for it kim and i both prefer games that are kind of snappy they kind of happen but we also really like games that involve strategy which can be longer and at least if they have strategy i'm willing to hang with them a little bit longer so we look well because it's
1: more interesting
0: yeah for sure Uh, it's not just so much chance um uh, neither of us really like chance so much i mean you could have conversations about probability when there's chance games you can do that we sort of prefer games where there's strategy. We like to talk about strategy. So I'll bring up a game uh, that my uh, brother brought us a couple uh, years ago. So thanks, Brad, for that. Uh, it's called Splendor. And uh, Splendor has a little bit of math in there. There's some points that you have to add up. And, and there's definitely strategy in how you go about acquiring the points. And mm. it's not a bad game uh, for even young learners because the, the, you're only re- acquiring like 15 points. And so it's not like you're adding a lot of points, but the strategy about how to acquire the points we're still figuring out. So now don't judge me if you're an expert Splendor player, but as a family, we're still like, is this the better route to go? And, and, uh, one of the reasons that we know that is (laughs) my oldest was, was uh, irritated one day because he's like, this cannot be a strategy game because Abby keeps winning. (laughs) You can't say, yeah. Did you stop that? Right. And he, he apologized. I mean, he was kind of kidding a little bit. Um, but Abby had found like a winning strategy right off the bat, and and won all the games, and it was kind of funny. So Bro, we're yeah. all kind of like, and th- and then we tweaked it a little bit. and We've maybe found a slightly better one, and anyway, so strategy can be really helpful. I've never and heard make of that it game? More interesting.
1: It's well, going might, on my
0: list. You might try it. There you go.
1: Going on my mm-hmm. list, writing it down.
0: Hey, we also like games that there aren't too many rules especially for younger learners where we would suggest that as you look at uh, a gift giving ideas that you look for games that you can kind of, you know, like get into and and find some success without like uh, having to memorize all of the rules. Mm -hmm. We recognize some people like that. Some people like games where there's like tons and tons, but as you look for young learners, maybe, maybe consider that uh, uh, sometimes just a game that you can dive into with fewer rules that might be kind of helpful. Yeah.
1: I have. There's one person in that group that if we're going to play game night, we hand the rule book to that person and they're the reader while we have dinner. And then we, we get them. And yeah, not so many plays, not when I'm learning a game.
0: Yeah, there you go. And, and if somebody's explaining it, that's totally easier than reading
1: the yeah. rule book for sure. We have one other thing that we want to maybe mention that, mm-hmm. especially with our young learners, that um, sometimes parents, especially if you're like me and you want to play 15 to 20 minutes. We have a tendency to dive in maybe when we're playing games. And so this that we love is, do you need time or help? And we've said that many times before probably, but this is completely applicable in game playing to ask before you dive in and and try to rescue somebody, do you need time or do you need help? And then give Give whichever they prefer. <laughs> so rather than taking over here, that make this move, or mm-hmm, ah, mm-hmm. you made that
0: dumb move, or you know yep. like whatever, or or, or or making it all about speed. Now, obviously, there's some games that are all about speed. I, I don't know I, I, if if it's all about speed, that's one thing. But if it's not all about speed, maybe don't make it all about speed. Maybe yeah. give your your child or your student or whatever time to think, time to strategize, time to compute. In fact, um, a friend of mine the other day we were talking about she said to me, Hey, I did your thing. And I was like, what's my, what's my thing. She said, "Well, we were, we were playing a game as a family. And I tried to add up the numbers thinking about them instead of, and they were playing Yahtzee. So in Yahtzee, you have these scores and, and you're, you're trying to see who gets the highest scores. And uh, she said at the end of the game, she was adding all the scores. And she kind of laughed. She's like, there's a lot of adding to do at that point. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of interesting to me when she said, I did your thing. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, what would, what would have been the other way that you could have done it? And she said, well, I would have lined them all up. And then I would have just done the columns of digits. And instead, mm-hmm. I was looking for like friendly combinations that I could pull together. And she said, but I'll be honest with you, everybody was kind of staring at me. And so then I just kind of did the old way because I knew that I could do it and it wouldn't freak me out. And I said, hey, I wonder I wonder if you just asked them, if you just said to them, hey, how would you add these up? Or let's talk about our strategy, adding these up. If you made it a thing and you knew it wasn't time, like if, if there wasn't time involved, Do you think you would have been able to use those friendly combinations? And she's just, you could almost see her relax. She just took a deep breath and she goes, God, I just had time. Yeah. And I was like, give yourself the time. It's okay. You know, like, 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 so anyway, people out there, as you think about playing games uh, at the holidays, maybe consider if time isn't like an integral part of the game, maybe you could just give everybody a little bit of time to think. And and maybe that would give them more, um, I don't know what confidence that they could actually think and reason and build, build connections, build mental connections in their head, make it all more
1: fun, so you just mentioned Splendor mm-hmm. earlier, and we have also before mentioned two of our very, very favorite games absolutely, um, and so we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about them, but prime climb Ba-ba-dum. and multi are two multi are two of our favorites, and actually, I think you just looked up multi, right, and I did it's so popular, yeah, in fact
0: uh kim Kim had already purchased it for her kids, and so this year, when I was looking at. Gifts for mine. I was like, hey, I'm going to buy multi. And I got on, and uh, Amazon was out of stock. And I got on people that actually make it. Sorry, I can't remember who they are right now. We'll put that in the in the show notes. And it was out of stock. And I was like, well, I'm checking back. Uh, so I, uh, it's a very popular multi, it's a popular game, but check that one out. Prime Climb, we really like the math for love folks wrote, uh, created Prime Climb. We really appreciate them and Prime Climb. It's a great game. While we're talking about Prime Climb, we'll also say for young learners, They have a game called Tiny Polka Dot, which is amazing because it's not just a game. It's lots of games in one. And so if you have younger learners uh, from like young, young kids all the way up through, golly, I think they go. Now I'm probably going to say the wrong age, but eight to ten, I think. Um, I think most of the games are more like for four to five, six, though I could be wrong. But definitely young learners, uh, Tiny Polka Dot's got lots of great games in one package. So uh, definitely check that out.
1: Yep. So I'm not going to do a really good job explaining this game. Um, But so there's listeners, you're just going to have to take my word for it. But there's a game called Quix, Q-U-I-X-X. It's a small package. Essentially, you roll a, a collection of dice. They have different colors to them and you have a game sheet and you roll the dice and you add two of the dice together and you mark off on the sheet which one you want to use you don't want to use too large of a number right away because then it cuts out all the smaller numbers. It's, it's a horrible explanation. I'm very sorry about that. But <laughs> this game has been so much fun. I play with both my fifth grader and um, eighth grader. They both love it. And they played, gosh, several years ago. So it's, I would say, pretty early on that maybe second, third grade, you could start playing. It's quick, which I love, and it's fun. And there's definitely a lot of math to it. Cool. And it's called Quicks. Quix. Quix. So that's a good one. So mm-hmm. I'll bring up another one that I really like.
0: It's called Set. S-E-T, Set. Mm-hmm. Lots of levels can play this game. Um, but and, and, but I find it fun. And I find it also a game that I can kind of talk while we're playing. But it has everything to do... It, and there's no numbers at all. Oh, I mm. shouldn't say no numbers. There's no numerals for sure. But it's a, it's a card game. Uh, and you lay out cards. And you're looking to create a set. And a set of three cards consists of three cards that have, um, they have several attributes on the cards. And you either want each of the three cards to have all the same attribute or they all have to be different. And it's just really a good sort of logic game and lots of levels can play it because uh, young kids can be successful. Again, be really kind of careful with the time thing. I, I like to play it cooperatively at first when I play, especially with younger learners, And by younger, I mean anybody not an adult. When I say that right there, so uh, like I I play with teens all the time in our church youth group, and I'll I'll just we'll sort of play cooperatively first until kind of everybody gets the hang of it, and um, and then you can play competitively if you want to. But almost everybody finds it interesting. I, I was looking the other day because I might get there's a different a version out now and there's a a, a junior version of set which <laughs> as soon as I get some grandkids man
1: I'm <laughs> that one so uh, that one's fun. definitely on the on the list when we get some younger grandkids running around here that's so funny that you just made um, a couple of comments about set that are also what I do with this game that I'm I'm gonna mention next proof is what it's called. There, it. I think the box says the fast place, uh, fast paced mental math game. And so originally, I was like, eh, "There's no way I'm not that." That sounds like I'm not into it. But I looked into it a little bit further, and yeah,
0: because I, because fast paced mental math is not your no, jam. Like that's what? Not,
1: yes, because that's not what I'm about, right? It's not. I'm, it's not about. Fast Oh, pace, it's right? the fast. Oh, yep, I get you. Okay, okay. So when I first saw the box, I thought, mm, I'm not going to be into that. But I'm so glad that I looked a little bit more closely at it because it has been such a great game for us. And we just literally take the time component out. We take turns rather than race each other. And so this game is completely based on number. And you make like a four by four array or a five by five array, whatever it actually says to do. And on every card, it has a different number, 50, 29, 27, whatever. And the idea is that you create an equation based on the numbers that are laid out. So like if a 19 and an 81 and a 100 are laid out, then you would say 19 plus 81 is 100. And you collect those cards. You can use any operation you want. You can declare that it has parentheses or not. There's a whole, you know, I have kids that are interested in that kind of thing. And so we have gone down the, there's a a point system of how many points you can get for different things. We haven't even explored all the different levels that you could play at this point, but it's been such a fun game for us to just brainstorm just different equations. And as my younger son has gotten into exponents and things like that, he, he will involve those as well so super fun um i took it up to school one time and we just put it on a board and lots of kids just stood around brainstorming with each other what they could come up with
0: cool cool so definitely more of a mathy game yeah whereas like set is more of a logic sort of game so that's good to know you know Mm -hmm. you can Kind of know what you're headed for this year. Yep. So another less mathy, but more logic game that I'm going to suggest is uh, an oldie, but a goodie. And it's called Mastermind. Yes. I remember at one point saying something about Mastermind and Kim was like, oh, I love that game. And I was like, man, we should play sometime." Um, I honestly, I have a harder time getting my kids to play mastermind with me. I'm not sure what that is, but I love it. I get my husband to play with me. I definitely grab friends whenever I can. Mm -hmm. I now have two daughters-in-law, so we'll see. I'll be trying to talk them into that this, uh, this Christmas, but we really like mastermind. It's a great logic, um, but there's a code creator and then the code breaker.
1: Mm -hmm. And, uh, (laughs)
0: there's uh, some really nice things that you can do with, um, uh, why are you laughing?
1: Um, because <laughs> the, my role is always to create the code because my kids want to break the code, and so ah. it's a less involved game for me. I create it and then I just have to watch them play. <laughs> love it, fun.
0: So you don't mind that, you're just I learning. do not.
1: No, I don't mind. I love it.
0: There you go. There you go. All right, Kim. Uh, what's one more game that okay, you okay? So, throw?
1: the last game that I, I think I'm going to mention is um called Sequence. And again, I'm going to do a horrible job explaining it. So y'all just check it out, but it is comes with a giant game board that has playing cards drawn onto the game board and you are dealt playing cards. And so you have like seven cards and you put a tile where you match your playing card with the playing card on the board. And your job is to make a row of five, either one row of five, two rows of five, three rows of five, depending on how many players are playing. Super, super great with um, strategy and blocking other players, um, considering Ooh. where you want to move because there are two of each card on the board. And so you have to try to decide, like, am I blocking or am I, rem-? there's a jacks, one eye jacks you can remove, 2 eye jacks are wild. Um, again, just lots of strategy involved in that. Nice, nice,
0: cool. Yep. All right, before we're done, we want to mention a few games, particularly for young learners. We already mm-hmm. mentioned Tiny Polka Dot that is a collection of games we really like. Um, it's great. There's a game called Racco that's all about ordering numbers. Um, mm-hmm. That's not tiny, tiny, but it's, uh, I don't know, as soon as kids can kind of read double digit numbers and mm-hmm. start ordering them, that kind mm-hmm. of makes sense. I like the game HiHo Cheerio. Uh, that's an oldie. I played that as a kid. It's still out there. They have some uh, new updated versions these days. You, I think, spin a spinner and then you, you either add fruit to your basket or you take fruit out of your basket. And it's a, a just mm. great for sort of that one-to-one kind of thing. I've got to match the fruit that I put in the basket or, you know, that it, with the number that I spun versus the number that I take out and all that And then, like we mentioned before, anything that moves spaces where you can sort of count with your child um, is a fine sort of game that that, uh, we would recommend could help kids uh, just learn the counting sequence. Um, Totally, totally cool. We hope that y'all will think about giving games this Christmas and maybe one or two of them with a bit more of a strategy mathy component to it might be
1: might be in order if uh, if you're doing that kind of thing this holiday season. You know, I'm super interested in always finding out about more games. So, you know, if you've got a great game that you think that we would be interested in, I'd love to hear about that. I don't know where, maybe email me at Kim at Mathis Figureoutable. Maybe you can share that with us on Twitter, but I'm always interested in learning more and more games to play. And and we'll definitely do another game episode sometime. So yeah,
0: send us those and we will uh, tell the world about new
1: and better and cool games that um, everybody can have fun with. And while you're buying gifts for your loved ones, don't forget mm-hmm. to check out your Math is Figure-Outable merch on your list. Maybe you're asking for that to be on your list this year. <laughs> um, in case you haven't heard, there's a t-shirt, tote bag, mug, and a Math is Figure-Outable sticker that you can place on your laptop or wherever you spread the word. So let's let's help everybody
0: know that math is figure-outable by buying some of that Math is figure merch if that makes sense uh, for you. So, if you want to learn more mathematics and refine your math teaching so that you and students are mathematizing more and more, then join the Math is Figure Outable movement and help us spread the word that math is figure outable. Thank you for listening and
1: making math more figure outable. Remember, we're going to be opening registration for the Math is Figure Outable challenge soon. Mark your calendar from May 15th through 17th. You are not going to want to miss these free PD evenings where you'll learn four routines you need in your classroom that are naturally engaging and encourage students to think mathematically.
0: And remember, if you can't make those times, registering gets you access to the recordings. Keep making math, figure outable.